The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And welcome everyone once again to The Open Door. This is the online voice of The Summit Lighthouse where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. Better still, we invite you to become that light. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. What is today? Anybody want to tell me? Uh, like a holy... Uh, Tuesday? Tuesday? Yes, it's Tuesday. That's one, right? You're okay. yeah, November you're, you're, 10th. You're going to the bonus round. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's our anniversary, gentlemen. Is it? Almost five years ago to the day we began doing this program. You are so right. Yep. How come I missed that? Yeah, it's easy to miss. We just kind of cruise along. You're in the present moment, so that's fine. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, we are at five years. That's amazing. And I think that uh, we're in the show number probably, if you add them all up, is over 260 at this point. Uh-huh. And we're still going strong. We're still here. We're still surviving snowstorms and yeah. age-related <laughs> stuff. Boy, boy. Talk about the grace of God, right? The grace of God, indeed. Yeah. Well, the focus of today's program is on karma and free will. And, of course, we've developed this program's topic in the past a number of different times and ways, but we thought it was probably time to revisit it. And um, Well, it's, plus it's we've got some new, uh, some new listeners out there maybe that haven't. Well, yeah, you know, it's, it's always fresh to somebody, so yeah. we, I hope that's the case. But, you know, we're talking about um, free will. And from the perspective of accountability, the free part of free will could be misunderstood because <laughs> <laughs> while we may be free to choose there is a price tag and that price tag is karma so you know it's a simple concept but it's still not widely understood that karma is pretty serious business right this well, is a law be, we're talking be, about but it also can be very good too well yeah but it we're talking about a law we're not just talking about some concept okay. it's some flimsy spiritual precept here well you're talking about good karma bad karma right yeah either way yeah. yeah, it's the law, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, it's like gravity. I mean, in one sense, is there good gravity and bad gravity? I don't know, but it is the law of the universe. Well, it, that's a great. <laughs> I was thinking, it, karma is it. spiritual gravity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Or, yeah. or anti gravity, if it's good. <laughs> if it's good, yeah. Yeah. I, up in heaven. I, I think Tom, though, you really hit upon it, and that's this concept of free will. And you have to realize. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying this right, how seriously God takes that law. I mean, it is his law, and he will not do anything to abrogate free will because that is why he created us and how he created us. For how can we choose God if we didn't have free will to choose him? Otherwise, we just become robots, essentially. God can program us to choose him. (laughs) That's right. But but 
and think of the risk God has taken in doing this. And if you look around on this planet, you can see that risk was very real because God has allowed people to make wrong choices and make them for a long time. And if you ever wonder why there's evil on this planet, <laughs> this is the answer. Free will. And, and maybe we'll have time to get into, you know, why does God allow this to go on and on and on? You know, good question, isn't it? Well, you know, I think it is. We can talk about it now. Okay. I mean, we're pretty much free. <laughs> To discuss whatever we want. <laughs> well, well the, the good news is that God gives us lots of chances. Yes. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me, some of us have been around much longer than you could possibly ever imagine. <laughs> yeah. And so we had a lot of chances. And because, obviously, how can you take just one lifetime, and if you go down the wrong track, you make one mistake that takes your way off in the left field, how can that be it for eternity? It just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. So God gives us lots of chances. And even, you know, the most heinous crimes... Uh, people, God will give you a chance to balance that karma and, and to move on. You know, it's interesting. I was just reading the, the teaching, and I don't, I don't know if it was in the lecture today, about uh, capital punishment. Is that, I don't know if we included that in our excerpt. But it's interesting because oh. the ascended masters support capital punishment. Why do they do that? There's several reasons. One is because when the soul ha- loses their life for, for a capital crime such as murder, then they immediately get the lesson, you know. This is what happens when you kill somebody. And in future embodiments, if they're ever tempted to do that again, they have a soul memory of what happens. But the second thing is, if someone gets you know, life in prison, they sit there for 20, 30, 40, 50, or 60 years in prison, whereas they could have been back in embodiment and balancing that karma and having another opportunity. So it's interesting when you yeah. shift perspective. It's not, you know, when you have many lives instead of one, then you understand why learning the lesson is more important than a long life. That's exactly right. Well, and you know, we've talked about this before, that sometimes when we're dealing with the descent of karma, some can be immediate, but some can be, as you've said, stretched out for many, many lifetimes. Well, well here's an example, Tom. You know, Atlantis, which was the, the flood of Noah was actually the sinking of Atlantis, the ascended masters teach. And there are people that were involved on Atlantis that were involved in genetic engineering. And this is what brought Atlantis down. It was creating half man, half animal, and so forth, mm-hmm. and you know, that was it. Well, what has happened is those individuals have not had a chance to balance that karma until now because there hasn't been the technology to do that. And so there are a lot of them back in body, but to get one more chance. And if we start doing the things they did on Atlantis, it's not going to look good for this society. But you can see karma can be tens of thousands of years ago that we're dealing with now. This is why, quote, unquote, bad things happen to good people. Because it's an old, ancient karma. One of the teachings that we understand is that we are put in the best position possible that our karma can put us in. That today, right now, in this moment, whoever, you know, wherever you are listening, wherever we are here, you know, doing this program, that we are all placed in a position where we have the maximum opportunity to balance our karma. Well, that's the key, um, obviously, because before we come to embodiment, we stand before the karmic board, which is a board of spiritual overseers, and we review our life. Mm-hmm. And they will tell us, okay, this karma is coming up in this lifetime. This is what excuse me, you need to balance or what you need to do. And so we come to earth with that mission and that assignment. And if you take that literally and work to balance your karma, you have a victory. But unfortunately, people avoid it. They become karma dodgers. Karma dodgers. I'll do it next lifetime, you know. Eat, drink, and be merry. Yeah. And so, unfortunately, it builds up. And so you want to deal with it as it comes to you. And in the context of building up, there's also the breaking down because we know that karma comes to us daily. And if we are practicing, like doing violent flame decrees, we can mitigate the um, density of that karma. We can mitigate the whatever the enormity of that karma may have been initially. We've whittled it down bit by bit by bit until, as we said in the past, I think we we're talking about um, Mrs. Prophet's reincarnation as a, 
I think she was a queen somewhere, and she burned down a, a village. And it, over the course of time, with her spiritual work, she was only required to have a burn on her hand or a finger. Yeah, yeah. Right. and that's, that's the mercy of God. And I think we could just, you know, a month or so ago, this huge hurricane, Patricia. Oh, yeah. It was the largest hurricane, the most, the, the most intense winds ever recorded at sea. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free. No login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. 
listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And, uh, we are back. We're really back. <laughs> truly back to our show. <laughs> <laughs> really, uh, you probably won't notice this if you listen on the replay, but all of you live listeners know that we just had a little bit of a glitch here. We went off the air for a while. We don't really know why. We suspect that we hit a nerve with the fallen ones. They didn't like what we're talking about, so they said, just try to shut them down. They should know better. <laughs> they should. <laughs> Boy, there's, By now. There's no shutting us up. No. <laughs> well, today we're talking about karma. We're talking about free will and the, the relationship between the two and uh, talking about the fact that karma is a law. You know, both good karma and bad karma are the result of our actions, our thoughts, words, and deeds, because we're using God's energy to create those, and we are choosing freely to uh, create so let's go back to, if we can, where we kind of left off before. Yeah, I'm not were, sure exactly where we cut off, but I was telling the story of the Hurricane Patricia. Right. That was it. <clears throat> the worst hurricane in recorded history at sea and how it really fizzled. It did far less damage. In fact, the governor of the state uh, where it hit said, you know, we're, not, we're government of people. We're not supposed to talk about God, but God saved us from this one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so at the point I want to make here is karma can be mitigated both on a personal level and a planetary level. And it doesn't have to be as bad as it is. And I think I was watching TV last night, and there was a promo came on for this show. I know it was this next week sometime on prophecies of Nostradamus for the 21st century. Mm-hmm. You know, we've, we've done before. And, of course, they, they had pictures of nuclear war, weather, hurricanes, all these horrible things. And, of course, who wouldn't get scared seeing that? Mm-hmm. But the point is prophecy can be changed because of the violet flame and the calls we make. And that's, of course, the prophecy is planetary karma. And so we have individual karma and planetary karma. And so the principle we want to bring home here is you can change your future by using the violet flame, but the science of spoken word, the mercy and grace of God. Uh, if, if you choose not to avoid your karma, but actually to embrace it, because your karma is your friend. I know that's it's hard for <laughs> me to say that sometimes, but it is your friend because when you balance it, you are closer to God and closer to going home in your ascension. And that is the whole goal. So don't run from your karma. I mean, there's going to be a gulp from time to time. We get very intense karmic situations that come up, but we can't run from them them because there's a reason they've come to us, and we need to balance that karma. And once you balance it, it's gone. Okay, That's that's the exciting part of it. Karma is not infinite. Um, God is infinite, but your karma isn't. And so every day you balance it increment by increment, and you're one step closer to your freedom. And, I, and the opportunity to balance karma is an example of God's mercy. Absolutely. And I, and I had a visualization. You know, we talk about how karma is a, is a package that's delivered to your front door uh, every morning. <clears throat> so, with the violet flame. Is it an unmarked package? <laughs> <laughs> so, you open the door and somebody's dr- delivered a refrigerator to your house. <laughs> right. Now, you can reduce that to a toaster oven if you like, yeah. right? So you can give the violet flame. Well, so they're one of the masters of fruit and dictation to a dump truck arriving at your house and dumping your load of karma for the oh, day. Oh my gosh. And, and, you know, the imagery is good because you realize not every day is the same. Yeah. You know, there are laws of cycles and that's why there is a, a astrology does predict your future. And of course, we have a, a, a cosmic clock which can produce, predict the, astro- the karma that comes to you based Based mm-hmm. on certain lines of the clocks. We've had shows about that we have, yep. and so forth. So in other words, it's like clockwork because there's a law of God. So don't wait till the dump truck comes to your door, but, you know, get at it day by day. And so when it does come in the physical, it doesn't have the same power it would have otherwise. Well, a lot of the service that we provide to ourselves and our souls every day doing decrees is to do just that, is to take that, that karmic daily delivery 
and basically balance it, transmute it, and then start to work backwards on the other karma that's accumulated over time so that we're basically building up a reservoir. And as you transmute your personal karma, you can also transmute planetary, planetary. karma. And that's, you know, two for one. This is the greatest deal in history. Yeah. And because we have the knowledge of the violet flame now, and if you don't, aren't familiar with that, you know, we've got several shows we've done on that, but it's the power to transmute, to repolarize energy from negative to positive. God will remember your sins no more. How can that be? Because they don't exist anymore, because they've been transmuted. So we don't want to look upon karma as this scary, heavy-duty thing, although sometimes it can be, but as opportunity. And if you realize I'm going home to God and I've got to go through this to get home to God, right. I'm willing to do it. God have mercy and give me help, and he will. But we're back. Well, we're having a little computer trouble, but, you know, that's understandable. It's kind of a digital, cloudy world today, isn't well, it? Yeah, those of you uh, who have listened to us for a while, this program may become a collector's uh, <laughs> item here. <laughs> it's one of those unusual ones. Well, if you can hear us, and we hope you can, today on The Open Door we're talking about karma and free will. We've been talking about the various ways in which we can balance that karma, mitigate that karma, understand karma as the mercy of God, giving us an opportunity to balance the negative karma so that we can essentially make it out of this uh, earth schoolroom and ascend. You know, this is always the point that we try to make in this show is that we're doing this for a reason, a purpose. It isn't just to balance karma for no other reason than just to balance karma, but it's, we have a goal in mind. Yeah, and you know, it's important to remember that karma is objective. In other words, because it's a law, it's not God getting even with you. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, whatever you do to deserve this, God, I mean, you probably don't want to know what you did to deserve it. But just That's assume right. it's not going to come to you if you didn't initiate it to begin with. And so... You know, you have to be humble before God and say, wow, I don't know what I did, but I call on the law of forgiveness, and I ask for the opportunity to balance whatever karma is behind this, and whether it's in relationships or it's in health or with your family or whatever. You know, know that there's a purpose and a reason. Um, and if you didn't have this coming to you, you wouldn't make any progress. I mean, think of it that way. Yeah. The purpose of life is to obviously to find God, but it's also to balance your karma and get closer to God. And if these things did not come into our world, we just be sailing along. And, and the people that have avoided karma and got out of their way not to do it, I'll deal with it later. They're saying it's sort of subconscious um, levels. But what happens is it builds up, yeah. and then it comes with a crescendo. You know, and we hear a lot of people say, gosh, why did that happen to me? What was it, you know, I mean, they don't recognize necessarily that what they're experiencing in their lives is directly related to what they've set in motion in that previous lifetime or 10,000 lifetimes back, whatever, that that karma is it's inexorable. It's a law. And, and you know, you think, say, why do good people die young? Why do good things happen, bad things happen to good people? It's because the light bearers, the people of God, want their karma to come upon them. They don't want calamity, obviously, but they know it's in, inherent in their, their ability to progress spiritually, whereas the fallen angels embodiment, they don't want any part of it. <laughs> and so what happens is they, they run from their karma, and it accumulates and builds up until the day when their time runs out. And you can't dodge it forever. No, you can't yeah. dodge it forever. You can run, but you can't hide. You can. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, I know this, this program has been somewhat um, sporadic, shall we say, in terms of our uh, continuity. But let's take a break now, try to get ourselves back on track. And when we come back, we're going to listen to an excerpt from a lecture by Elizabeth Carr Prophet on this very subject of karma and free will. So please stay with us. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. 
This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And once again, we are back. I'm Tom Schumacher here with Terry Kennedy and Sid Bennett. And today on The Open Door, we're talking about karma and free will, a subject we've covered before. But today, we're just uh, kind of revisiting it because it's something that's constant in all of our lives. We are constantly in a state of balancing our karma, and depending upon our spiritual practice, we can accelerate that balancing, transmutation. But nonetheless, it is a law, a cosmic law, that karma must be balanced. And uh, so we're talking about that today. And at this point, I think we'd like to play a brief uh, excerpt from a lecture on karma and reincarnation and Christianity, actually, by Elizabeth Clare Prophet. So without any further ado, since we have this connection still pretty solid, let's go with it. Let's play it now. According to the Eastern teachings, and it is true, karma necessitates rebirth. Simply because you can't reap all of the effects of your karma in a single lifetime. There's just not enough time to be on the receiving end of the things we do in this life, in this life. There is a misunderstanding among some in the West that the Eastern concept of karma is fatalistic. Many people say to me, oh, you believe in karma, you'll be taking another million years before you get to God. And I say, oh no, that is not the concept of karma. I also believe in the grace of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I expect to balance my karma in this life. But that's getting ahead of my story, and I'm going to tell you how you can balance your karma in this life before we're through. So some people think that Hindus believe that there's no way out of your karma. You'll be embodying here forever. But it's really not the pure teaching of Hinduism and Buddhism. The Hindu teaching on karma as described in the Ramakrishna Vedanta workbook is that the fruits of karma are reaped in the form of happiness or misery according to the nature of each thought and act. Although each person imposes upon himself the limitation of his own character, as determined by his own past thoughts and actions. At the same time, he can choose to follow the tendency he has formed or to struggle against it. The area of choice or free will in each individual reflects the freedom of the Atman 
the indwelling spirit. Devotion to God enhancing good karmas and mitigating evil ones begins to loosen the bonds of karma. When a man achieves illumination, his acts cease to produce karmas. This is the great gift we have from God, the gift of free will. This is what makes us different from all other species. The power of free will is endowed in us by the gift of the essence of God, the divine spark. You have a tiny flame in your heart, a spiritual flame. It is sealed there. It is the point of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Divine Mother resides in your temple through the rising light of the sacred fire on the spine from the base to the crown. Sometimes you feel that in meditation. Some of you may have practiced yoga for this purpose. We are the temple of the living God and the scriptures say so. What know ye not that ye are the temple of the living God? So Paul speaks, if we are the children of God, then we must be born of the essence of God. And that essence is the spiritual fire. The spiritual fire gives us the free will to obey the voice of God within us, which is the voice of conscience. We may sear conscience with a hot iron, as the apostle said, neutralizing our sensitivity to the inner right and wrong of that inner voice. But the voice is there if we will listen, always guiding us. And so free will allows us to look at a horrendous karma that may come upon us. Suddenly we wake up in the morning. Our wife has left with our children. Our husband has disappeared. Our house is burned down. Our business is destroyed. Calamities come upon people. But because we have free will, we can say, I will not be moved by this karma. I understand it as a blessing and as a teaching. I will overcome it. I will get beyond it. I will contact my God. He has never failed me. He will never fail me yet. When you meet adversity with the joy that it is a challenge, just as a racehorse has to meet new lengths and new speeds, just as you have rejoicing and mastering a sport or any other area of your life, when you see that God is giving you something that you can deal with because the scriptures affirm that God will not give you any temptation that you are not capable of withstanding. And so whatever you have to deal with, you can deal with. You can deal with that karma. You just have to get a mindset that you can deal with it instead of the mindset that you can't. And you roll up your sleeves and you decide to begin all over again. So we should never point the finger at people and say, aha, his karma has descended. He must be a bad person. Watch out because on the morrow, you may be dealing with your own karma. How many people here would rather attain union with God and ascend in the glory of the resurrection than return in another lifetime? You can accomplish that, but I can tell you it's hard work. And if you are going to accomplish it in this life, you're going to have to roll up your sleeves starting tonight and put your shoulder to the plow and really get on with balancing that karma in many ways. I am going to be teaching you how to balance karma in many different ways, how to pass your tests, how to recognize your tests, and how to achieve 
oneness with God, with Brahman, to walk and talk, not only with Jesus Christ, but with the spirit of that Christ, who is also within you. Gautama Buddha taught that in order to be liberated from the cycle of rebirth, called samsara, you must extinguish craving or desire. He said inordinate desire is what causes all suffering and negative karma and results in rebirth. Take an example. You want something so bad that somebody else has that you start coveting it. You start being upset that somebody has something that you want and you don't have it. You start getting upset with God that he didn't give you what that other person has. You can get so upset about it that you can devise a masterful plot of deceit to steal it from that person or to steal in a tremendous way where you're dealing in the stealing of goods at the level of international crime. That is inordinate desire. Why do you need all those things when God is inside of you, when the riches and the abundance of God are with you? So when you have inordinate desires that break the commandments, that violate the rights of others and the peace of others, you can know that you are making karma. So you have to watch your thoughts and feelings and bring your life into alignment with circumstance. We need to accept our lot, our karmic lot. Whether it's to be poor or rich, what does it matter? It doesn't go with us in any case. What's important is that we express love in that circumstance, that we share with others when we have, and we depend on God when we have not. The joy and the beauty of life, then, is to not have inordinate desires about anything because inordinate desires do cause us to sin. Gautama Buddha saw that and he saw that the cause of suffering was inordinate desire. And so he taught that the Eightfold Path is the means to salvation. The Eightfold Path avoids inordinate desire. And these are the eight points of that path and you will find if you embody them in your life you are on the road to sowing positive karma. First of all, the attainment of right understanding or right knowledge. If you are ignorant of the laws of God and the laws of man, you will break those laws. So we seek understanding in our hearts. We begin with communion with God, but we also get ourselves educated for our purpose and mission. Then there is right aspiration. Do you want to win the lottery or win in Las Vegas? Or do you want to receive the riches of God because you are a servant of God and they come to you as a reward of good works? Aspiring to the highest should be your goal, and then you will not err. Right speech. The tongue is an evil thing, so the Apostle James has written, it is very evil, and it comes forth with fire to the hurt of many. And so right speech is the control of the tongue, what we say and how we say it. We can say something with joy and love or with sarcasm and degrading others. Watch your speech, listen to what you say to people, and then ask yourself, would I like to be on the receiving end of what I have just said? And if you wouldn't, remember sooner or later you will. And those words will come back to you. And sometimes when people talk a lot, you can see it could take many lifetimes for everything to reach back. <laughs> That's why they say silence is golden. 
Then there is right action and right behavior. There is right livelihood. If your livelihood contributes to the degradation of others or the enslavement of others, you are making karma. If you are serving liquor to people on a daily basis as your livelihood and contributing to their problem with alcohol, you are going to have to balance that karma. If you're trafficking in drugs and causing others to gain a habit of drugs, think of the karma that is upon you for each person who in turn gets that habit through someone else to whom you have sold drugs. So there are many types of livelihood that cause others suffering. You need to be careful of how you earn a living and be satisfied with less income and being right with God. Then there is right effort. Our effort needs to be for excellence and not mediocrity. We have to give our best to our employers, to our spouses, to our children, and to ourselves, and to our God. Fair to Midland isn't good enough. The very best that you can do wherever you are assigned to a task, that you must do. There is right mindfulness, keeping our thoughts pure, meditating on the law of God, using the mind to be a chalice for the sacred mysteries, and for the reason we came into embodiment, whatever our work is. There is right concentration. If you can't concentrate on anything for more than a split second, then you really can't meditate on God. Try meditating on God or Jesus at the point of your inner sight, your third eye, for 15 minutes and monitor your thoughts and see if you had a stray thought and thought about something else while you were trying to think about Jesus. It is very difficult for Westerners to do that. So the Eightfold Path is how you make good karma. I think that makes perfect sense. The Kingdom of God is built upon a foundation of right choices. And we'll be right back. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel be extraordinary. Be the change. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free. No login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. 
And welcome back, everyone. Thank you for staying with us, especially today. We've had a few glitches here and there, but nothing we can't overcome. And uh, today is also our fifth anniversary. We're kind of silently celebrating here. We're, we, you can't see us whooping up. But, but we're <laughs> the big doing. party will be after the show, right? right yes, yes. We're wearing hats. <laughs> In the last um, excerpt we heard from Mrs. Prophet, one of the things that she said was, silence is golden, which doesn't work on radio. <laughs> so We have to keep rolling. But we have to keep the ideas golden. That's right. Anyway, today we're talking about karma and re, uh, reincarnation, actually. We're talking also about free will. And um, at the very beginning of the show today, um, Sid made the comment that uh, karma is spiritual gravity. <laughs> I thought it was a very profound statement. And uh, I think that, you know, because we talked about the fact that karma is a cosmic law, it's not simply the whim of God, but it's the rule of law, basically, in the cosmos. And we deal with that every day. Well, I, I think it, people would be interested to know, where is your karma? Is it someplace out in Never Never Land in space? <laughs> yeah. You actually carry your karma with you. There's an area below your waist where your negative karma accumulates. And so it, you, you are carrying this with you every day of your life, whether you realize it or not. Does it look like cellulite? <laughs> it doesn't look good. Let's put it that way. I don't even tell you what's down there. And so what happens is as you balance karma, the karma that you've been carrying around is like a kettle drum below mm-hmm. your waist area. It repolarizes and it ascends to your I am presence, okay? So it's gone back to God, to your personal presence of God in your I, in your I am presence. Purified. And it be purified. It becomes part of your causal body. And if you go to our website, if you haven't seen the chart of the presence, you have this beautiful rainbow causal body around your, your I am presence. And so slowly you take the negative and the, what's weighing you down, and it goes up to your I am presence. And that's, you know, Jesus ascended. In other words, he went up. And so you go up, your soul goes up too, because there's no longer any weight holding it down. And nothing, as you balance that karma, nothing except your free will could keep you from ascending back to God. I mean, is that a beautiful thought form? Oh, it's very beautiful. It, it is. And, and, and your karma gets kind of like peeled off like a thin pancake or whatever each each time or whatever, like you say, and then it goes back up into your causal body. Well, I know that one of the visualizations we use quite often is that figure eight flow, and that the figure eight flow is bringing that energy down from God into our heart chakras and into our being area where we basically qualify it. Right. And we use it for every thought, every word, every deed, which we talked about at the very beginning of the show, is that's how karma is created. We're taking God's pure energy Mm -hmm. and we're putting our stamp on it. Right. And in order for it to go back, it has to be purified, as you said a moment ago. But the good karma already has ascended to your causal body. The treasures laid up in heaven, yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's an interesting thing to think about because we all are subject to it. We wouldn't be here otherwise. It's exactly right, <laughs> no. and, and because of our choice. And people say, well, you know, why is there so much evil on the planet? And, of course, we've taught in our, you go back to our show, I think it was on Armageddon, it is a, a time of, mm. of karmic recompense. It's the end of a certain... Uh, cosmic age, and uh, as we move to Aquarius, or we've already moved to Aquarius, I guess, and all the karma of the past 25,000 years is coming due. That's why there is so much darkness on the planet, and why some of our lives are so, are so challenging, because, you know, karma comes in cycles, and this is the cycle for the planet to deal with a huge amount of karma. Yeah. Um, and, and so that's why it's so intense right now. And I think, again, I think you elucidated this point a little while ago, but let's maybe go back there that some of the karma we experience is not particularly our own karma, it's planetary karma. Right. And so, you know, the rain falls on the just and the unjust. Right. So planetary karma comes. And if we don't challenge certain things going on on this planet, then we have the karma for it. In other words, we can't stop certain things physically, but we can certainly take a stand for truth. And, you know, exposure is like this whole thing in this country with this 
uh, the abortion and the selling of body parts mm-hmm. by Planned Parenthood of babies. I mean, I, that's inconceivable to me. If we allow that and support it, then we share in that karma. Whereas if we take the appropriate response as citizens in a free democracy to oppose that type of thing, and certainly in our prayers, then the karma isn't necessarily on us. But here's, here's the, the, the thing. If the karma ends up as Nostradamus predictions in cataclysm or so forth, if you're there, you're there. And so that's where you always say, God, show me where my place is, and so forth. And why in a, why in a, catac- or in a catastrophe are some killed and some not killed? It's a karmic equation. Yeah. And so it behooves us all to lessen our karmic weight that we carry in our, this kettle drum below our waist. Um, and, and not only as we lessen our karma, the planetary karma is lessened. Yeah, so let, let's talk for a minute about how do we do that. Well, um, Mrs. Prophet talked about the Eightfold Path, the, mm-hmm. the right living, doing things right, helping people giving of your heart to other people, compassion, love, mercy, kindness, and the violet flame. And this is what is so key. You know, how, if I've got all this karma from more lifetimes than you can possibly imagine, I can't do it in, I can't do it in one lifetime. Well, first of all, you've been hopefully preparing all along. You wouldn't be hearing this show if you weren't on some kind of path of karma balancing. But what the violet flame does, it will accelerate the balance of your karma, as we shared, and will mitigate the most negative effects of that karma, in some cases free you completely, not always. You might have to have some manifestation of it physically, but it, it is a way you can balance karma in one lifetime. And if you're on in years, uh, St. Germain has promised, if not this lifetime, then the next one if you apply yourself. So this is not an impossible task. This is doable. But as Mrs. Prophet said in her lecture, you've got to begin today. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. it gives purpose and meaning to your life. If you have the, understand the equation of planet Earth, then you can do something about it both on a personal planetary scale other than just running to the hills and hiding, um, you know, which some people do. And, and so it, it's exciting to know this truth. It's uh, sobering. I mean, let's be honest at some yeah. level. But would you, rather not, would you rather not believe this and go along like the vast majority of people in the world living in illusion? Well, sleepwalking. Exactly. And, you know, they're going to be subject to not only the karma of the world but their own karma. And you can't keep putting it off forever. And, and I think she made a point about it not being lukewarm, that, you know, this is something that requires a bit of fire, a bit of passion. And uh, the joy of God. And the joy of God. You stole my thunder, brother. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. I mean, yeah. that, that it comes down to a recognition that this is a joyous path. We've said this many times. You start to talk about karma. There's a, a negative overtone here that if it doesn't go untested or unfocused on, it can, be, it, it can plant the wrong kind of seed. But what we're talking about is liberation. This is the fulfillment of our divine destiny, but we've got to get through this karmic minefield to get there. You know, I love, Mrs. Prophet told a story once about an individual that was uh, in a karma-making mode, shall we say, <laughs> and doing things that were not good. And she knew the history of this soul. It was actually an angel who had, had, had taken embodiment. And um, she went to him and really, you know, was, was pleading with him to stop what he was doing because he was making so much karma and so forth. And he said, well... I don't know, it's too much work for me to balance my karma. Why should I do it? And I loved her response. She said, you do it for the joy of overcoming. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, that's the reason to do it. You know, I I'm really know who I am and where I'm going and how I'm going to get there. And yes, I've made mistakes. Yes, I've made karma. Some of it we don't even want to know, obviously. But you know what? God will remember my sins no more, and I'm going to get home to God. I'm going to follow in the footsteps of my Savior, Jesus Christ, and I'm going to put on my Christhood because that's my divine plan. Who else is telling you that? 
Most uh, people are telling you you're worthless sinners. Yeah. You have God within you, and you've got to rectify. We all have to rectify and resolve this karma, but it, we can do it, and we can return to God in the ascension, never more to come out into this planes of matter the and, and the sufferings, no more tears, no more suffering, etc. I mean, that is a goat for me, I'll tell you. It is for me, too, and I think it is a promise that is kept. You know, at the, at the highest level, this is a promise that we can rely upon. You know, and God wants us to balance yeah. our karma. You know, yes, it's his law, but, you know, if we take advantage of the dispensations and the tools that we've been given by the ascended masters, they know how to balance karma because they've done it. And we have much more than they do in some cases, including, you know, you only have to balance 51% of your karma to make your ascension, and along with some other requirements. Yep. It used to be 100%, and that's why nobody was ascending. It was too hard. <laughs> but you still, then you balance your karma after you ascend the remaining. So we've got the equation for victory of our souls right now. If we will determine that we're going to take a stand and not be caught up in the illusion of the world and, and the ways of the world, the, the, the sweet death of the world in culture and society and say, no, I am going to take a, take a stand for who I am, the God within me. I have the tools to balance my karma. I am going to be responsible for my karma. I'm going to use the violet flame. And God has promised me that if I do that in sincerity and love, I can make it. And, and, you know, I'm just thinking, you know, some of our listeners are thinking about some of the terrible things going on on this planet today. They can start right now today to start giving violet flame decrees to mitigate Mm -hmm. some situation in the Middle East or anywhere else in the world. In other words, there's something you can do right now. Yeah, and I think that on both sides of that coin, there's the personal front, if you will, you know, where there's enlightened self-interest. There's also the planetary where you, you right. basically are decreeing for the for the rest of the world. We're gonna actually we're coming up now on the end of the show already. Um, amazingly enough, a couple of things real quick. One is that um, in the tsl.org or summitlighthouse.org website, go to the bookstore and you'll find among other things the lost teachings of Jesus. There's a whole section of one of the books on karma and reincarnation. Very much worth uh, your your study. And another one is Reincarnation, the Missing Link in Christianity, a very, uh, very illuminating uh, text as well. I think it's time to go. It is. You know, should I do the uh, web radio at tsl.org? Why not? Web radio <laughs> at tsl.org. That's how to stay in touch with us. That's how to stay in touch with us. And we will respond to your, um, your emails. I want to do say a quick thing, a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, some of you have asked for a... Uh, a copy of the Kuan Yin dictation we played some months back. We're working on it. Not done yet. We're working on it. We realize there's a bit more tweaking we've got to do on our end before it's ready for publication. But when it is done, we've got a list of you who wanted it. We'll send it out when the time comes. Okay. Okay? Sounds good. In the meantime, happy anniversary. Yes, happy anniversary, Tom. Yes. And the, uh, the upward path may at times be difficult. The rewards are out, out of, of this world. world. Bye, everyone. God bless you. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on Voice America's 7th Wave Channel. For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.